Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome to the Galactic Dads podcast. We are remote today on location at the St. Charles County QuadCon Comic and Toy Convention here in St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, I'm Laser Eric, in case you didn't recognize the face for radio. I'm sitting here with my man, intern Justin. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? All right, so we're going to do a quick rundown of what we're doing here, how we're doing, and what all's going on. So stick around. Five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. Well, Eric, uh, we are here. We're doing this live show. Yeah, we are. How's this it going? Is, uh, man, I've walked around this place a few times, and I, you're going to have to take my wallet from me. I'm going to spend <laughs> so much money here. So many great comic vendors, toy vendors, Legos, pop, everything. It's awesome. Awesome. How many vendors do you think we got hanging around? Oh, man, it's hard to say. A lot of the, uh, it's hard to tell if the tables are connected or if there's even little spaces in between. Yeah, but, I was uh, I was talking to Jedi John a little bit earlier. He's here as well. He's working with our booth, and uh, said it sounds like there's about 50 vendors here. There's a yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of you know just as as important. There's also a lot of people just coming by to look around. And uh, checking out, doing some shopping. Jedi John selling some of his Funko Pop collection and some of his Star Wars collection. So I can see his wife over there smiling while he does it. And yeah. I think I see him wiping tears away from his face. Okay. But, yeah, uh, he looks like he's going to have a hard break from some of these toys. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> we'll be here for moral support for him. <laughs> We've also, it, it, uh, we cannot, uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention we have a couple of our Patreon producer level contributors here with us as well. We've got TK31788 of the 501st. How you doing there, man? Give him a sec. He's got to put on the headphones. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us here today. Hey, welcome to the show. So so what's your uh, what's your take on all this? What do you think? Wow, it's nice to actually be out in the wild again since COVID. Yeah, um, no kidding. Yeah, everybody's got masks on and of, whatnot. Of but course, yeah. And the audio sounds great talking from my mask. But uh, right. <laughs> it's nice to see. Uh, for me, I'm more of a Lego collector as well as a... Uh, Try to dabble in pops, but I have to immediately take them out of the box. I'm not like that. <laughs> right, right. And then uh, after listening to a lot of the podcast, uh, kind of see how uh, you're passionate for comics, see how that kind of translates over to the show, and I'll learn a little bit more about the different universes and oh yeah, I've already comic houses. I've already made a purchase. I'm sure it's not going to be my last one of the day. Uh, <laughs> I still haven't walked the floor yet, so I'm safe for the moment. But my wife and kids have walked the floor, and now they're sitting on the floor playing with the toys that they uh, <laughs> convinced us they needed to have. So uh, well, hey, at least they're not in their phones. Exactly, yeah. and that's the point of something like this too. You bring the kids and let them have some fun and. Uh, you can't you know, walk into a place like this and expect the kids not to go crazy for stuff. You can. It's just not a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to start a riot. One of the irony things I love is the fact that we're sitting right across from a Lego vendor. Yeah. There are like, so many little tiny figurines over there. It's yeah. insane. Well, and TK, that's your bag, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. That, so I collect uh, Star Wars Lego as well as like different themes of Lego. Mm-hmm. Uh, creator exports are one of my favorite things to build and display. 
also with you can buy lighting kits for certain sets. I have a Hogwarts castle that I went and re-engineered yes. uh, certain LED lighting to it. And oh, wow custom remote for it and everything and it's pretty nice that's awesome i'm glad my wife didn't hear you say that you had a light up hogwarts castle or else she'd be <laughs> trying to buy it from you oh uh, yeah show I'll, me <laughs> i'll probably have to share that on the uh, twitter social media there yeah go ahead and post some of that up but, yeah uh, for sure what's interesting too is the the booth across from us they have some customs as well the gentleman what they'll do is they'll take uh lego pieces and then 3d print custom uh characters on there so if you want a john wick lego Get it there. I was going to say, didn't you say you had one over there? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't think John Wick would make the Lego circuit, but he oh, yeah. knows no bounds. <laughs> For sure. It's amazing how in-depth some of those, those figures and things like that. The, the creativity to make some of these custom figures and stuff like that is just just impressive. I mean, Legos on their own, just building them out of the set, is impressive as it is, but then you get into the into the more details and the more depth of it. It's, Weren't you saying make uh, Legos making a real big comeback? Yeah, yeah. So it's so I myself am 33. I bought my first Lego. Well, my parents bought a Lego set for me when I was five, in '92. So a long time ago. And uh, with now we had Lego has a whole theme. It's, they market their uh, some of their sets as 18 plus. Mm-hmm. And what that really is kind of has the curb appeal for a lot uh, AFL. Oh, AFOL, Adult Fans of Lego. It's kind of an <laughs> abbreviation there. I've never heard that. <laughs> right. Well, we're all in the age where we're in it, hopefully starting in, either in our careers or starting off our careers and have that extra income. And uh, they you know, have allows set. you to buy some nice things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, that's, that's something that we talked about when we are talking about the video game systems and things like that. Is this generation, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, our parents weren't into this kind of stuff. I mean, by and large. I mean, there are exceptions to that rule, but oh yeah. I mean, you know, very my, far from it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my, my parents' hobbies never revolved around video games or toys or comic books or anything. That was all anything stuff that I picked culture. up on my own. And now, you know, we've got our children. That you know, not only do you have the kids that want to see all this stuff, but you've also got the parents that want to see all this stuff too. And uh, you know, it makes it makes it a lot more fun, I think, for everybody because you can share it. And, you know, you've got your built-in, you know, you get your built-in con buddy, or you know, or whatever to go to these things. I think that's really, really awesome. Oh, exactly. And uh, one of the Lego sets is actually on display here. It's a super or NES. Uh, classic 1985 system, but it's a Lego set oh, wow. itself, <laughs> and you have a little TV with it too. Awesome! I know for me, what you were saying about video games, uh, back when the N64 came out, my brother and I had to shovel snow just to get, raise enough money to buy one. <laughs> mm-hmm. We need and to play Goldeneye. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. For me, it was Mario 64. Nothing against Goldeneye, but I I still have most of the routes memorized for Mario uh, 64. Do so. some speed runs on that. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm not fast by any means, but I'll <laughs> I'll act like I know what I'm doing, and yeah. uh, that makes it fun. Hand but, over the controller. I've done this before. But I, that that even ties in because now they've got the Super Mario Legos as well. Oh yeah. Uh, back on Goldeneye, my favorite character to play in multiplayer was Civilian Number Three. Call them Plaid Chad. <laughs> as long as you didn't play his odd job. Yeah. Uh, that's cheating right there. <laughs> Sitting right here, odd job throwing knives champion 1997. It's right plaque in above my wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I Absolutely. can't believe how much stuff is here, though, because you got, you know, your standard, you know, your comic book vendors, and then you also have, like, just crazy random artwork all over the place. People doing cosplay, uh, you know, costume sets over there in the corner. 
all kinds of stuff here. Big old huge monster-sized posters. Oh, yeah. I've, I'm I've gonna seen go at broke. least two Fortnite characters while I've been around. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw one of the kids <laughs> running around here with even like the little battle axe thing. Yep. Like, that's dangerous. <laughs> it, it's conventions like these that really kind of bring out the fandom in multiple universes in a sense, where mm-hmm. you don't have to be Trekkie or a Star Wars fan or comic book nerd. You're going to find something you like here. And it's not going to take you long. Oh, exactly. You no, know, for sure. There's, there's really, I mean, there's something that'll scratch anybody's, uh, you know, geek itch, if you will, uh, at one of these. Uh, I'll be honest. This is my first, you know, con experience. I guess you can say, at least in Might this as well. world. Um, you know, and it, it's, you know, I guess by by comparison, it is one of the smaller ones. However, you know, number one, we've all been cooped up in our houses for months. So, I was ready to get out. Yeah, no kidding. I it's didn't nice even need to be excuse. able to do something like this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, also this is, you know, this is kind of a good primer for, for those of us who haven't been to cons. Uh, this is a good primer for us. And then the Give next a one can be a little bit bigger. And, right. you know, before you know it, we'll be, uh, we'll be sitting in line for SDCC tickets with everybody else. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. Yeah, this is a really good sample size, especially uh, setting. All, all this up for the first podcast at a con too, kind of see reactions with the fans and. I was gonna say it, it looks like we got a couple tickets in the raffle bowl, so that's that seems to be going all right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, since it's, it's Lego, I'll feel free to talk about what yep, they're raffling do. today. So, uh, one dollar ticket gets you an entry to win either the uh, exclusive it's a Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2020 Lego set with Bespin Duel, the Star Wars 40th anniversary. Or the uh, 75280-501st Battle Pack, which was actually, I want to say it was fan-made by uh, M&R Productions on YouTube to kind of advocate to get that set. And uh, the last, but not least, the Mandalorian Battle Pack, which we all know Mandalorian's going to come back to Disney Plus October 30th. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can't wait for that. It's yeah. coming sooner than we think. So Right around the corner. Yep, yep. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing who. I mean, we obviously know Ahsoka Tano is going to show up, and uh, you know we know some of the other people are going to show up. But given the premise of the second season, I'm very curious who else is going to pop up. You know, if there are going to be any other Jedi or retired Jedi or any other characters that may just show up somewhere along the line. That was my big question at the end of the last season. I want to know all about that dark saber right now. Yeah. <laughs> Why does yeah. he have it? Where did you get it? Yeah. Who said you could do that? I just want one to take to work. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I believe Hasbro actually has a uh, Darksaber toy you can get at Walmart or Target <laughs> right now. Uh, That'll be on the Christmas list. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Mandalorian, it's interesting. Uh, one of the other Patreon Special K sent me a video uh, that I thought would be a trailer of the Mandalorian. And then, of course, you see... What looks like Boba Fett yeah, the, walking out of the sand, <laughs> out of the Sarlacc pit, and then I got Rick rolled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "Yes, the new trailer's up." Nope. <laughs> yeah. In your face. I, yeah. I saw that, and I'm I'm one of those. I think I'm in a different spot on the Boba Fett thing surviving. I mean, you know, if he does, that's fine. Um, you know, on the other on the other hand, I kind of sit there and think, you know, I guess nobody gets to stay dead. 
But uh, I was watching that, and I was sitting here thinking, okay, well, that's the route they're going to go, and that'll be, you know, that'll still be kind of, and then the Rick Roll showed up. I was like, dude, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> got me again. I just lost three minutes of my life. I'll yeah. never get that back. <laughs> but yeah, with characters like him and as well as Bo-Katan, uh, who's in Clone Wars, yeah. getting the theories around uh, appearing in The Mandalorian Season 2 is very exciting. Uh, I know we all want to see the child again and to see <laughs> how... And stuff and Mandalorian interact this season be pretty exciting. It'd be cool to see uh, the child use a little bit more force sensitive powers. Oh, yeah. Because you only got to see so many in the first season, and so, you, you know, it'd be cool. To, since he is 50 years old, That's you true. think he'd develop some skills. It almost yeah. has an ARP card. <laughs> 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 yeah, one of the things that was interesting last season was uh, get to see a little bit of the dark side of the force come out when he is choking Cara Dune. Yeah. yeah. And to see if he has a balancer who can be that teacher to. Him Show him the way. Yeah, exactly. does he know the difference? Yeah. Or, you know, is the difference that... I mean, obviously, force choking somebody's not a good thing to do, but is yeah. the is the difference between the light and the dark as clear-cut as it was in the past, or is the line much thinner now? Well, it seems like everybody in that universe right now is just kind of in it for themselves. Kind of how... It, it just doesn't seem like a very friendly place to be, so I can imagine why it's tough for the little guy to figure out who to choke and who not to choke. You know, <laughs> we all struggle with the same thing. I was about to say, don't we all spend all day trying to figure out who to choke and who not to choke? <laughs> yeah, we've all waited in a line of shoots recently. We know that pain. Oh my god. <laughs> so, so TK, I'm going to ask you a couple questions here. We're going to get a little bit of a poll going. All right. And uh, since you're our special guest in the moment, you get to answer them first. Perfect. Uh, first one, we're going to start out, and I, I have a feeling I know who asked this question, but uh, I'm going to ask it because it's near and dear to my heart. In the barbecue world, gas or charcoal? Very valid question. <laughs> <laughs> Say that in a sentence, please. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, will have to go with propane. Okay. I'm a Hank Hill fan, and... Uh, I sell propane and yeah. propane accessories. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I actually did in uh, college work at U-Haul where I had to refill propane. Yeah, I have to do that. And, and I had to do that with the uh, propane buses. Uh-huh. And that was a great, like, 30-minute break outside. Yeah, you just go sit forever. there and watch the meter. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> and uh, honestly, my reasoning for propane is because I'm a newbie and it's a lot easier to clean up than charcoal. It's just convenient. I understand that. Yeah. To say, in, in terms of convenience, I'm going to go propane, but in overall taste and method and everything, I'm going charcoal. I think everybody knows where I stand, but I am <laughs> i am a charcoal man. It's in my blood. Um, although I will come clean, I will admit I do have a propane cooking device on my patio. Uh, I've got one of the uh, the flat top griddles like a Blackstone. Do you, do you keep your inheritance? What's that? Switching to propane like that? You are a charcoal man. Well, I'm not You're switching. I'm just equal man? opportunity, okay. you know. Oh, so. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, and... The next question, favorite fall beer? Pumpkin. No. <laughs> hey, I drank a pumpkin beer on the last episode, and I got flamed for it. So. <laughs> I like pumpkin spice lattes and uh, <laughs> Sex and the City, too. It's a great movie. <laughs> uh, I, I really like the Marzen-style beers. Uh, Paul okay. Anner or uh, Schlafly makes a decent Marzen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've 
a good rotation in my fridge right now is uh, Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. That's it's a great. That, that's that's my go-to for the fall. If it's you know if I'm looking for something different, I'm gonna go Sam Adams. Yeah. That's a good beer, actually. Um, Justin, is that your your pick? Or yeah, I think I'm gonna go pick? with that because I'm not very. You know, I, I'm not a big pumpkin beer guy. It's just not for me. I got you. So, you know, I'll, I'll just go with a nice lager and keep her at that. See, for me, if I'm going to do pumpkin, I want to do something pretty strong with pumpkin. Like the, the pumpkin spice beers and stuff, they don't do much for me. Uh, but Elysian makes a really good one. I had it on the last episode. It was Dark of the Moon. It's an I've, imperial I've it. pumpkin stout. Yeah. It's, it's darker. It's heavier. Uh, it's a real beer that just happens to have pumpkin in it, which is kind of nice. Uh, that's amazing. I'll have to um, check that out. If you're looking for a good, like, Oktoberfest or a Marzen-style beer, I actually tried one over the weekend. I'll put it on the untapped as soon as I have a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Fest Beer. It's from Maplewood Brewing Company in Chicago. Um, you can get it in 16-ounce cans. It was, um, it was a real easy drink. I was actually out camping up until this morning. And uh, I was sitting there drinking it around the campfire in 55, 60 degree weather, and it was uh, it was very nice. I had three or four of them. It's a good time. And That's then amazing. I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. sit in this chair and That's just how relax. It goes. That's yeah. how it goes. So for pumpkin, for me, I would have to recommend the Schlafly pumpkin. They do a yep. limited release, and what you can do with it, you drink a little bit down, and then put a shot of Goldschlager in it. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot that, that existed. Holy crap. Yeah, my, my bartending days, we would uh, experiment with that kind of stuff. Also, mm-hmm. you can do a blue moon with Grand Marnier. <laughs> my wife and kids are leaving. Bye. Love you. We're being abandoned. <laughs> what was that, four trash bags of Legos? Up you yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I filled up my gas tank before we came here so I can at least make it home. I'm spend the next six months trying to put one piece together. <laughs> Where's the goddamn directions? <laughs> yeah, the Hogwarts castle, there's 6,000 pieces, and about 4,000 of them are little tan pieces. Uh, oh, my so. God. But what's funny is they have these bright green or bright pink pieces they put as, like, cornerstones so to keep you focused. <laughs> keep but you organized a little bit while you're putting yeah. it together brick by brick. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, hey, TK, before we take a break here, where can the people find you? Oh, well, thank you. You can find me in the Death Star usually. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for my socials, we'll have to plug the Xbox. Okay. I've had this name since... Uh, 2002 Gunner Tex. Okay. So, uh, play with uh, Brandon as well as Arm for Leg, Jedi John. Good old Jedi John. Over yeah, there. Call of Duty. And uh, looking forward to the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I had to plug it since Brandon didn't bring it up on the show yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Twitter at uh, 80s Random Guru. I am the fact checker, and I love to find the most random small <laughs> correction. Just uh, every week, because you guys are pretty spot on, and I cannot correct you on your comic book knowledge <laughs> or your uh, grilling and smoking expertise. Knowledge. Yes, but any pronunciation, I'll I'll, tr- I'll try to go back through, and if the code checks out, you won't hear a tweet from me. <laughs> and thank you for keeping us on our toes. Lord knows sometimes we could use it. Appreciate sure. it. So, <laughs> in, all right. In between the beers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Justin, let's give a refresher. Where can we find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Willakill187. All right, all right. Come holler at me. <laughs> Brandon's going to kick my butt. I'm not, I should have said, you can find me on Instagram at Brickin' Ain't Easy. Brickin' Ain't Easy. There you go. Yeah. If you want to see some cool Lego memes as well as what I have coming through my desk and sets and minifigs, give me a follow. I'm going to have to do that. that. Out. Definitely. <laughs> 
So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, Twitch, and Facebook Gaming at Laser83Eric. And uh, I'll do uh, I'll do Brandon's job for him. Uh, B couldn't be here today. Neither could production. Matt, uh, they had a wedding to go to or some excuse that they were coming up with. <laughs> I don't know. But um, you can find the podcast and you can find B at Galactic Dads on any platform that you can find him. And also you can find production Matt at MJAlbers5 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back here shortly. And thank you for joining us, TK. We appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to go grab a 10 cup. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. And we're back. Galactic Dads at QuadCon in St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, super pumped. Uh, Jedi John here. I know I missed the uh, first rollout, but with me today, I've got uh, two Patreon members. Uh, very happy to have them here. Um, well, why don't you guys introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Special K. Uh, happy to be on the pod. Very, very excited. Oh, the pod. Uh, yes, this is TK31788. Yeah, rocking in. Um, really excited to have these guys here with us today. Uh, we're, this segment, we're just going to cover a few things. I, I figured, well, first off, we finally got our beers to start the day, so um, it wouldn't be Galactic Dads without a couple beers being drank during the show. Uh, but let's talk about our favorite fall ones. What, what do we got on tap this fall that we can't wait to see? All right, so as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, uh, really enjoy some Marzins. So talking about the ro- rotating beer in my fridge is Sam Adams Oktoberfest, uh, as well as Schlafly Kolsch. Enjoy that. Mm. And uh, tried some different pumpkin beers. I know it's a bit extra, but I do like the Schlafly limited release. Yeah, yeah, it's a little extra with the pumpkin. No, can't I know. Do it. Well, yeah. so oh, earlier I was talking about how you, you drink a little bit of the pumpkin beer and then put a shot of Goldschlager in there. Oh, that might help it. Got to live a little bit. A little cinnamon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't do pumpkin beers myself. Uh, the only, I, I try the O'Fallon. O'Fallon's got a decent pumpkin beer. It's not too sweet, uh, and you're not, you know, slapped in the face with a, a bag of uh, nutmeg, clove, and allspice. So, but. Uh, uh, I've actually got, I actually just yesterday we were in, uh, down on Main Street in Old St. Charles, and I picked up uh, the Variant 2 from the Schlafly Brew Pub. Um, so it's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to having that this fall. It's a stout, Imperial Stout with, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I do love Imperial Stouts. Yes. Uh, yeah. And they're generally a little higher in the uh, alcohol content, so you don't need quite as many of them <laughs> to get to where you want to be. Yeah, nine and a half or 10%. Uh, it, it, it gets you feeling good without a lot of uh, investment. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I, I and I don't want to uh, go over what Keith said. Uh, Oktoberfest, you can't go past them. I have a heavy rotation of Oktoberfest running through my uh, fridge right now. Uh, I tend to try to go to uh, Total Wine or Randall's or um, uh, Friar Tucks or something like that. That way we can just do the. Uh, uh, make your own six pack, oh, yeah. and you get your specialty seasonal beers, and you just pick them up, and all of a sudden I can try six to twelve new t- Oktoberfest, <laughs> whatever. Uh, all in one sitting. Oh no! <laughs> we all, everyone knows I'm the one with the problem. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Twelve steps Oktoberfest. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I failed every single one of them. Anyway, um, but yeah, so uh, those are some beers we're looking forward to this this fall. Obviously, as we get more into winter, also all the dark beers start flowing. Uh, all of our porters start coming in for me, so uh, that's where I like to live at most of the year anyway, regardless of it's summer or not, um, or winter. So Yeah, Kona's yeah. got a really good porter 
that they come out with in the winter that they make with the Kona coffee. Oh it's yeah, really. I I always get that every year. Is it the vanilla porter? No, it's it's um, it's not the longboard. Um, I forget exactly what it's called, okay. but it's separate from their vanilla. Yeah, it's not a vanilla porter. The Breckenridge vanilla porter has been a, yes. a that's been a uh, staple for the show. I think it's been on like four mm-hmm. times now. Um, but uh, we all love that vanilla porter. Um, but yeah, I've never had the Kona one. I'll have to look, uh, see if I can find that this uh, this fall slash winter. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about something real fun for us uh, Star Wars guys at the table. Um, we got the Mandalorian launching on uh, the 30th of the month. Um, can't wait. Eight episodes lined up. We got the director list for them. I don't know if you guys had a chance to review them, but I will say that there is only one episode that Dave, that Filoni's, Dave, Filoni's. That Dave Filoni's doing. <laughs> Favreau's kind of got a, a, a stranglehold on most of it. Yeah, but, I was actually uh, kind of surprised to see that because we had a very wide range of uh, directors the first mm-hmm. season. I think we had five the first season, mm-hmm. and uh, they knocked it down to three this year. So um, well, Favreau's got um, six of them. Um, uh, Filoni's got the one, and then uh, Rick, I always butcher his last name. Yeah, I'm not even going to uh, try. Rick, Rick F. Rick F. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Deborah, Deborah Chow, right? She's, yep. she's uh, no, yeah. She's got the Obi-Wan series, right? Yes, she's doing, she's helping with the Obi-Wan. So, yep. And then, and then Taika. Taika Ortiz not on the list this year. I, I mean, I wonder if they're starting stuff with his, because uh, he's supposed to be doing a, uh, he's supposed to take the next uh, set of uh, movies. Yeah. So or at least the next movie. So, right. we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, We've, we've heard nothing on that since he uh, got got contracted on that. I assume it's going to be a um, High Republic video, mm-hmm. uh, movie, video, movie. Uh, but I'm not really sure where he's going with that yet. Um, but, yeah, let, let's talk about some Mando predictions. So um, how long do you think it's going to be before we see Ahsoka? Well, the, the, the easy thing is to look at the Filoni episode and just guess that that's when she's going to show up. What um, episode was that? I think, I, it was I think it was six. Six or seven? I think it was six. Yeah. Um, I was hoping we got her earlier, but I, I have a feeling that I have a feeling they're going to hold off on her just just to kind of get to kind of build. Like they'll they'll probably do some teasers to her and to, to kind of you know the, she'll be she'll be mentioned maybe in exposition or or something between the characters. Um, maybe a Bo-Katan flashback. No, that would be cool. Um, but but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, if you go off if you go off the director list, it's probably going to be towards the end, uh, which will probably upset uh, some viewers who have to stick around. Um, I, I can't remember if that's if that one's the loyal the loyal friend or because there's well, one the, that's called the sorcerer. I think one is the loyalist. Yeah, which I'm interested to see if that's the one that comes through for Bo-Katan. Um, we'll have to see. I'm wondering who the sorcerer is going to be. I think that's going to be that. I, that so that's my prediction for. Either that would be the Jedi. Either they're going to learn more about it, or they're going to learn the identity, but they still have to find her. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think the sorcerer uh, backs up to Filoni's episode, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. See, and it's great you're talking about Jedi, because I'm over here as a stormtrooper myself. I'm waiting to see uh, Moff Gideon's Imperial ship. Because it's be good. one, yeah, I want to see the interior of it too, and I'll hopefully Lego makes a set out of it. <laughs> well, Lego Lego never passes up. Uh, an opportunity to make a lot of money off of uh, off of Star Wars stuff. Very true. Yep. They know how to do it. They've got it, they've got it done. Let's see. Where's where's that breakdown? Oh, it's great. It's one of the things that we're uh, raffling off today is a Lego Bespin dual set. Yes, we are. Yeah, um, can't wait to see the winner on that. They should be very very happy about that. Uh, 
just running down the episode names, we'll just go The Search, The Confrontation, The Bounty, The Republic, The Loyalist, The Sorcerer, The Return, and The Empire. So I actually, I actually flip-flopped Loyalist, Loyalist and The Sorcerer. Um, so in that case, I think we're going to get Bo-Katan, and I think she's going to lead them to Ahsoka. So, John, you reading off that list, it kind of sounds like a John Williams soundtrack. It's, yeah, I mean, it does. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of cases... Well, and then you got you probably got Boba Fett uh, in the bounty. The bounty, yeah. That, that would be a, that would be an easy one. All right, that or if he's in the return, oh, that would be cool. I'm actually kind of concerned. Well, so here's, here's here's the thing. What are the chances? Probably not very good. What are the chances that they they do some sort of crossover with Luke? Because he because obviously he's around at this time. Uh, so you have like the return is in like the Return of the Jedi sort of thing, or uh, that's a really long shot. That's a really not stable limb to stand on probably right now um but i wouldn't be surprised if there's some callbacks to luke uh, to the you know to the original trilogy involvement aside from the obvious characters like boba fett um yeah i can't wait for the callbacks i mean they've been really good about fan service so far Mm -hmm. and uh, i haven't heard anybody complain about it even though there's a lot of it uh so i'm very excited to see uh i'm curious to see what they do with boba fett i I don't know if he's going to be uh helpful or he is going to be on the opposite side of this and then obviously the last uh, uh, title I named was the Empire I'm I hope we don't have to wait all season for more Moff Gideon uh, I hope we get to see him many times coming through uh, but judging for that I wonder what they I'm thinking they uncover something about the Empire not just uh, Moff Gideon coming back up I, I know in one of my um, podcast videos we had the Sorry, one of my buddies just sold like a four hundred dollar. Yeah, that's awesome. R two D two cooler. It's it's yeah. it's pretty awesome. Pop a Pepsi and watch episode one. Uh, I mean, that's it's a pretty cool cooler, but uh, it was also expensive, and nobody, I had nowhere to go. Nobody needs one of those. I had that nowhere is- to go with it. Uh, not even in my wildest dreams would I have anywhere to go with that. My wife would kill me. Anyway, but uh, uh, but I hope we get to see the Empire prior to that. And one of my more uh, more my recent podcasts, I mentioned how I think that if they're searching for Jedi, it might lead them to Ilum, which as of uh, the video game um, Jedi Fallen Jedi Fall Order, Order uh, the Empire had a station there. So mm-hmm. if they run to Ilum thinking they're going to track down some Jedi and they run into the Empire instead, it's going to be um, just a revelation for them and say, oh, what are they doing out here in the outer, um, the unknown region? So, <coughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Um, obviously, like I said, I don't want... I don't want episode eight to be the only only time we see Moff Gideon. I hope yeah. hopefully we run him earlier in the next season. Well, yeah. you, 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 I wonder if they're going to do any sort of um, exposition flashback on how he came into possessing the dark saber. You know, so and maybe there's maybe that's where the uh, what was it the Republic? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking the Loyalist. Well, uh, I'm hoping that if we get Bo-Katan in the Loyalist episode, you get a throwback. Yeah, they'll talk about what happened and how Moff Gideon ended up getting that, that saber. That's the big thing I was wondering, too, the Siege of Mandalore and that, all that. Yeah, and not only that, though, but they also, no character saw him with that blade yet. Mm-hmm. He cut himself out of a TIE fight. Like, no one saw that yet. So our main cast don't even know he has that. So it would be interesting if it comes up or they get flashbacks or if somebody has backstory on him um, from another point of view. Well, because uh, Din Jaren knows who... Moff Gideon, he knows who he is because he, he talks about that in, at the, in the last episode when he calls when 
Moff Gideon calls him out by name, Din Jaren has this like epiphany where he's like he he knows who is talking to them. Um, so so somehow some way he kind of knows who he is from, history, from, yeah. from 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 yeah. his from his youth maybe you know. Well, especially too, and you watch the flashbacks with the Death Watch mm-hmm. saving him as a child. So right, the tie in there. Yep, absolutely. Um, well, it's yeah. really great to see. I know as we're talking at a con today, we have a lot of uh, walk-ups to our booth, and some of the things you're selling, John. I'm sure Olivia's happy. Happy you're moving some of your uh, illustrious collection. Yeah, I'm downsizing a little bit of the collection today, um, just so everybody knows. And my wife could not be more thrilled. Uh, she's pretty pumped. Uh, one of the jokes I had earlier was talking to Eric and uh, Justin. It's uh, for the pops. That's not my. That's not my game. I remember buying one pop and I opened it right in front of you, and I was like, I'm throwing away this box. Just yeah, couldn't do it. And I shed a tear. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Uh, truly, they should be displayed. I mean, in a box, it's just, it, it is what it is. Like, my Star Wars figures won't leave their boxes, um, except for a very select few. Um, but the pops, I mean, for me, and it's so crazy, too, is you see so many pop collectors, and not even just collectors, but um, kids. There's so many characters for the pops, and most of them are pretty inexpensive, between 10 and $20 for a pop, um, and, and, or, or less if you're buying from me today. Um, uh, but it's, it's really cool, and it's cool to see, like, kids' faces just light up when they see their favorite character from a TV show um, that they've been watching or whatever. So um, it's, cool, it's cool to be able to sell some stuff and, and give uh, just some kids some happiness, especially if you're not overcharging because you're not yeah, ruthless. As we're recording this right now, there's a little child next to a Ramsey Bolton pop that you're about to sell. I'm so. not sure that that, that, that is pop, not age-appropriate. I think, <laughs> I think that's going to be for the mom and dad right there. <laughs> Well, and, and we were talking earlier about uh, the new Pokemon line of pops, which, you know, who doesn't, you know, in their 30s uh, feel nostalgic for, you know, 20 years ago. And, yeah, no, uh, no neck beard required for that one. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But, you know, the the, the explosion of Pokemon over the last couple of years and, and, and the, you know... I fancy a few Pokemon YouTube channels here and there, and some guy just bought a $200,000 booster box, the original base set. Trying to get Charizard? And they did. They pulled the Charizard out wow. of it. The first edition First one? edition. Uh, well, that paid for the whole box. Pretty much. And my so. grandma said I was a loser. <laughs> Don't worry, Keith. You were. <laughs> so. but it's funny. We were saying that, too, with the reemergence of like games like Pokemon Go. When I was studying abroad in Taiwan, that game came out two months after it released in the United States. Well, it shut down traffic. There was a Snorlax that popped in the middle of the street, and there's probably 80 scooters with just mass ton of people trying to catch the Snorlax. Yeah, parks in major cities were crowded, um, and, and it was something to do outdoors. So it was really cool for everyone to get outside and do and um, and and rekindle some friendships maybe that. Uh, you know you had over Pokemon but maybe didn't have a whole lot of other stuff in common but all of a sudden you could oh let's go to the park and play Pokemon again or you see that person out you're like I haven't seen you in a decade how you doing oh I'm just out here you know walking around with my phone and just <laughs> catching Pokemon so it was cool and I mean it gave me something to do I was out of state at that time also when it got when it first came out uh, and I was living alone in another state working, and yeah, it gave me something to get out and do alone that I could just do, and I didn't have to uh, have anybody that I knew to do it. So it was kind of nice. Uh, but speaking of some gaming news and some resurgence for the uh, Pokemon, 
Star Wars is back in our in our lives uh, as a video game again. Uh, Squadrons. We, yeah, Star Wars Squadrons released. Uh, what it's been uh, three weeks now. Yeah. Three, yep. About yeah, three yeah. weeks. Um, awesome game. I, I have not played enough of the story mode yet uh, to get comfortable enough to play online because uh, I just don't want to get wrecked. You'll never and, get comfortable enough. No. Yeah, I know. I, have you guys played with the settings at all to get like zero sensitive, zero sensitivity in certain areas I, of your of your role? I, I tried to to mess w- with the uh, the pitch and the yaw sensitivity, and I'm pretty sure it made it worse to where like I spiral <laughs> into star destroyers more easily now. Um, yeah, flying on a controller, a standard controller with the dual thumbsticks is challenging yeah. to say the least because all, uh, all I'm trying to do is thrust right. and I start barrel rolling yeah. <laughs> yeah when you throw your thrust on your roll, roll. on your roll uh, stick uh, you know it, it, it makes it very challenging and so uh, it's one of those games where I'm sure it's meant to be played either in VR with the with the with the individual thumb rolls or with a with a hotos joystick setup which is a hands-on throttle and stick that's what hotos stands for so yeah, somebody somebody offered me one of those the other day. A Hotas. Yeah. For how they just get, triple. Uh, yeah, okay. Triple yeah, retail yeah. price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's everyone's bought them up like candy, uh, thanks to uh, probably not only Squadrons but also the new Flight Simulator. Uh, which who th- who would think that Microsoft Flight Simulator would be the hottest commodity? Interesting, right now. you yeah. know, at all. But you know, you've got real time weather. Like people were flying through the hurricane that slammed into Louisiana a couple months ago. They're just like, yeah, let me fly through the hurricane. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you can buy them for $80 retail, and they're going for 240 on eBay right now. During so. quarantine, I mean, where can you spend your money on? You can't travel too much. Right, yeah, exactly. Go. It's like any collectible. It's yeah. even classified as a collectible. The joystick. Oh, uh, the Ace, really? Ace Combat 7, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's to allow them to sell it for more money, to basically scalp a what is otherwise regularly available item. <laughs> yeah, it should be available anywhere anyway, right. but uh, yeah. it's just not right now. No. Uh, to do a callback with Squadrons, the story mode was so fun to play, and it was a I love those kind of games with the story mode. I thought it was only multiplayer when it came out because it was such a cheap price. When it yeah, well, yeah, at, at forty dollars yeah, forty dollars for a yeah. game is, is insane for a for game a triple, quality that yeah. we got for a triple A game. And it's not it's not like pay to play where we have to get more. Oh yeah, so. you know EA pay to play. We know that, but the story mode was so great, and then. I got stuck on a part where you have to do a drift, learn how to do a certain move. Well, basic me, it took me so many times and I ended up having to Google it and I felt so sad. But then when I go play online, I'm kind of like, you know, going down the wrong way in a grocery aisle on sun sun maps. You don't even know where you're steering or especially when you're Imperial TIE Fighter, you can get lost really quick. Yeah, the, the disorientation is very real. Uh, when you're flying, because you have no spatial awareness, there's no there's no net zero for your for your orientation. So the second you roll and bank, you've lost all all orientation. So so before you know it, you're you're looking at a tight uh, a star destroyer upside down, and you think, oh, all right, let me let me rotate myself. By the time you've rotated yourself, the guy you've been chasing flies the other way. And then you're just completely, you're, you're just back to square one. You, you you flipped yourself over eight times, and you're going the wrong way. So, Insert prequel meme here. There's yeah. always a bigger fish. There is always a bigger fish. <laughs> so uh, it, it's a good challenge. It's a fun game. The visuals are nice. Um, it would be nice to have a bit more free look. I'm sure you get that in VR. But um, 
it's a very it's a very fun uh, entry back into the Star Wars ships uh, arena, which we haven't had a true like dogfighting since I think like Rogue Squadron. Yeah, because the Battlefront on the Xbox One. We had a little bit of that, but nothing as true as Rogue Squadron. Yeah, nothing like a true dogfighting. Yeah, and it didn't even feel good on uh, on uh, Battlefront. It didn't like you play that. It was hard to even figure out how we were scoring points, right? Because it (laughs) just didn't make any sense. Um, Yeah, I did something. But the game it reminds me most of is the X-wing versus Tie Fighter. I used to play it on PC when I was a child. Good callback. They and I did have my joystick, and I miss my joystick. (laughs) And uh, he's talking about the computer. <laughs> All right. Sorry, B's not here. I had to but yeah, you got to insert the dirty jokes. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that very much. Um, but yeah, no, um, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, the game's a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait to play more. Um, it's taken away from some COD time, which is kind of nice because COD did some updates that I'm not super thrilled with right now, and um, they they some more guns got introduced that are broken again. So, oh. you know, stuff happens every every update for COD, it happens. I was curious what that 11 gigabyte download was. I thought it was the beta for Cold War. Yeah, well, it's a new, it, yeah, the new season came out, and then they also expanded, like, now you can go down to the subways and, the, like, the train station. Like, the train, not just... The train depot, they, yeah, there's a basement now? There's a basement, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, so it, it's fun. Uh, there's yeah, some new so stuff. Fun. The stadium's completely open now. If they haven't played, if you haven't played recently, uh, that that happened in the last season. They opened up the trains or the um, the uh, sports stadium, and then they also put in the train that rolls around the map um, periodically. Also, so kind of like cool stuff in the game, uh, but. Um, being able to like supplement my gaming time with some squadrons and be able to fly around in my X-wing and my uh, Tie Fighter, um, fantastic break. <laughs> What's your favorite faction to fly with? My favorite faction. So Imperial or uh, yeah, New yeah. Republic. I am one hundred percent the Imperial. <laughs> Even though the Tie Bomber flies like it's a uh, it's a yacht, it doesn't matter. It has no it's like steering a, whatsoever. It's a Lincoln Town it's Car. A, it's a bomber. It's a Lincoln Town Car. <laughs> It's a bomber class. You Pretty expect- sure the Y wing has more. More it, it, the Y wing looks like a looks like a tie interceptor compared to the uh, to the tie bomber. So yeah, yeah. But the uh, I mean I expect any bomber. At least we didn't get that uh, bomber class from uh, oh from the from last resistance. Jedi. From oh the last my Jedi. goodness. Forget about forget about your Lincoln. You're just driving a like uh, 18 wheeler. <laughs> yeah, it actually doesn't turn. Brakes. It doesn't, it doesn't turn, at turn at all. It just, it just, it's once it's going in a straight line, you're not taking it off course. You can either speed it up, even to go to to go reverse, the thrust just takes you back straight. So your your ship you're trying to dock with has to line up with you. Right. Oh man, I I tried to play as a support vehicle, the Tie Reaper or the uh, U Wing, and uh, one of my first online multiplayers. I'm trying to like, yeah, I got you. Sending them care packages, repair kits, and I got cursed at. So after that, YOLO. (laughs) You got cursed at. I'm trying to help you. I'm here to help. Yeah, it's like, oh, I got sandwiches, guys. <laughs> I brought my orange slices today. Oh, man. That's yeah, so great. are there any games in particular we're looking forward to this fall? I know uh, I was mentioning earlier AC, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cold War now, too. I haven't, I haven't, so I haven't looked, looked into either one of those yet, to be honest. I just, not my, not my priority right now. I mean, I was super pumped for Squadrons, mm-hmm. and then... I mean, now I'm in the retail game, so, you know, my life um, gets busy. Gets well, busy. You're like, you're like a tax accountant, uh, you know, yeah. in, in February through April. You're, you're, you're about to get real busy real quick. 
Right, absolutely. So, like, yeah, my time's going to be split already between two games I really enjoy, so adding a third one. Although I am going to add the new Xbox to my collection here um, in less than a month now. In so, a child, your life. Well, yeah, a child's coming in January, so I've got two months with my Xbox alone. And then <laughs> Before it goes on a shelf. <laughs> Before it starts collecting dust. It collects dust, dust exactly. Um, but, yeah, uh, very excited stuff uh, coming up for me in the next three months. So, I mean... Uh, holidays run right into uh, child being born. Hopefully, we make it to the new year. We'll see what happens. I wouldn't mind a December thirtieth, but you know, more taxes. You know, <laughs> all those. It numbers, really guys, isn't that great. It doesn't matter. I'll you take it. You don't really nothing. get that much. I'll take it for nothing. Um, <laughs> it's a scam. It was alive. He was alive. <laughs> he was alive. I get that money. All right, though. Um, but yeah, as for this segment, I think uh, you guys got anything else to add for gaming or anything else? Mm-hmm. Well, let's get we're back gonna, to selling uh, yeah. collectibles. We're going to shut it down for a minute and go go do some more collectible sales and uh, talk about the podcast with all these guys that are at the con today. Great, yeah. Thank you so much for having us yeah, on today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. All right, and we are back. We're going to have a quick chat about fantasy football. We are recording this on a Sunday, and that is prime day and time for football. So... We're going to have a quick conversation. Uh, I am joined here by TK31788 of the 501st. And Special K is here with me. And as always, I am Laser Eric. So how are your teams doing today, guys? Well, my my team's uh, underperforming uh, per usual. <laughs> uh, typically, uh, I you know, you get projected to win and then... Uh, you know, your team just lays a goose egg. So that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. Um, I'm sitting with a 58% chance in one league. And, uh, yeah, probably 60% in my other league. So it's shaping up well so far for the early afternoon games. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, for myself, uh, I'm in about four leagues. Free money, one free. We do with our wives and our fraternity brothers. There you go. I'm sorry, my... Wife singular, thank you. Uh, <laughs> one sister wives, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's another. Podcast. I went to BYU. What's up? Uh, so we have our uh, my first league. I'm undefeated in. I don't know how, but I was able to draft Mahomes third overall, and everyone's like, "It's a horrible draft." But laughing at you, Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. And uh, <laughs> my other league, I'm I was commissioner for the first time ever, and we've had this league since 2004. Special case part of it and uh, three championships. Yeah, there you go. My best finish ever was third place, so I got my money back. So I decided to be commissioner, and uh, we changed the format a lot. And uh, I went from uh, promising zero and one to uh, a nice one and four, and I have the worst team in the league. And you've sold off most of your pieces at this point. Yes, I sold the farm, <laughs> and um, I'm setting up for 2021 because, as we know, 2020 sucks. Yep, that is true. That is true. But uh, so it sounds like you guys' leagues are a little more active in the trade market, which is that makes it more fun. The, the two leagues that I'm in, one of them I've been in for I don't even remember how long. It's probably been about 15 years. The other one, you know, just the past few. Neither one of them are really active in the trades. So basically, you draft your team, and then that's what you get, and you figure it out from there. But. Uh, I'm four in one in one of those leagues, and uh, currently have an 88% chance of winning this week. So that's looking okay. Can't lose. Definitely can't lose at that point. <laughs> oh yes, I can. <laughs> COVID will get you. 
Yeah, and the other one I am two and three, and I've got a 55% chance of winning that one. But as you guys were talking, that was a 52% chance. So, you know, things are moving up, right? But uh, Yeah, it's, a, it's hard when, when your leagues don't trade, uh, especially yeah. uh, in a year like this where you've got a ton of players getting injured, a ton mm-hmm. of players who, you know, are missing games for COVID, either themselves or their teams, you know, don't know how to uh, wash their hands, I guess, uh, looking at you, Tennessee. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, and Tannehill's having a game today, by the way. Well, good for him. I need Derrick Henry to score me, like, four touchdowns, so maybe he could he could get in the end zone once or twice. Does it feel like this year, a, like, the vast majority of the really high-profile players, at least in the fantasy world, does it feel like they're just dropping like flies? Yeah, in the first week, I think there were seven ACL tears. Yeah, that's uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, they, they talk about, uh, you know, no, no NFL player likes playing preseason games. And let's face it, as viewers, nobody likes to watch preseason games. But you wonder how many of those fast twitch injuries are a result of no training camp, no preseason games. And you get into game speed, full speed, and you're making that fast twitch and that knee just... That's th- true. It just snaps, you know? That's true. Especially with Saquon Barkley. Well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you're—I mean—you're talking about a game where you go from not practicing at all this year to all of a sudden you're practicing at full speed and playing at full speed, and uh, I mean that's a really good mm-hmm. point. I mean, you that, you get your hamstring, your hammy pulls, your ACL tears, you know, your high ankle sprains because your your ankles aren't used to, you know, right. quick flexes. So looking at you, Michael Thomas, quit punching your teammates <laughs> and please come back and play for my team. Go blue. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, especially what we saw last week with Dak Prescott. Uh, mm-hmm. Freak mm. injury, compound fracture. I don't think that had anything to do with it's, the lack of... Uh, no, no, no. It, it was contrast to the whole training, uh, camp. training camp. Yeah, but then you have someone uh, as Andy Dalton getting a resurgence on an amazing team, uh, offensive line-wise, and uh, he might have a second coming in regards to yeah. his days in Cincinnati. He might find, uh, he, you know, he might find at the end of this year, he might be a, a hot commodity for another team that's looking for a quarterback. Yeah, and uh, as myself, I'm uh, a weird alliances. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan and a Cowboys fan, so I was telling you all off the air that I enjoy watching the glory days on VHS, although <laughs> those become expensive nowadays to find a good uh, recorder. Yeah, right, if you can find one at all. Well, uh, Special K and I, we, we discovered earlier that we're both Philadelphia Eagles fans, so yes. we'll, uh, we'll do our best not to, uh, you know, not to be offended by the Cowboys fan at the table. But we found a way to coexist, I feel. Yes, we all know the NFC East is trash. <laughs> yes. It's that the has, NFC least. Yes. yes. Anybody with the 500 records is first place forever. Right, exactly. Whoever can manage to not have a losing record is going to end up going to the playoffs and getting eliminated in the first round, so it's all good. You never know. It could be like the NFC West was a few years back. Well, I guess it was six or seven years ago now where Seattle went in with a 7-9 and nine record and then upset the Saints. Uh, Marshawn Lynch went off. In that I game. remember that. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, once you get in the playoffs, it's like it's like. Uh, yes. Oh, well, that's true. We're doing oh. we're doing the cosplay um, parade right now. Everyone is going through in their cosplay outfits. You hear the background noise. We got a princess Elsa. We have a princess Elsa from Frozen. Looks like an iron spider. Oh yeah. Oh, that um, person looks like they've been quarantining for six months. Well, we kind of all have, so yes. that works out. <laughs> so, but yeah, the uh, you know, it, it's like any sport. You know, you get in the playoffs and anything can happen, right? So, uh, 
I, I do have to uh, take that or I go back here. You did say seven to nine, and uh, my role is we have to toast Jeff Fisher. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yes. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. Cheers to uh, clink, cheers clink. To Coach Jeff Fisher. So, Stan Kroenke sucks. <laughs> I do feel like Fisher got a little bit of a bad rap. You know, he he's being held responsible for a record of a team that was very clearly working toward a goal that was not winning at the time. Very accurate. Yes, yes. and their tax breaks were up in St. Louis City. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Now, I will say, you know, going back to what you said, Special K, about the preseason games. When when the St. Louis Rams were the St. Louis Rams, I actually appreciated the preseason because I could get tickets on StubHub for three dollars for dirt cheap. Yeah, 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 and you can and you know there's nothing like watching live football, even if it's crappy live football, mm-hmm. it's still fun. That is that is true. I you know, I went to school uh, at the University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. the Gophers, and um, my my collegiate career of football was nothing but sadness. Um, but to your point, you know, you, you you go and you watch football, no matter how really bad your team is, and you enjoy it, you know. Um, and so, yeah, it, it makes it, it football is football, you know, whether it's whether your team's really good or really bad, you know. There's something about the fall, and, and I feel like it's more the experience of, of seeing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. For sure, it's, it's it's almost like like being here at this, you know, at, at QuadCon. This is. This is different. We all have our nerd tendencies and things like that, but actually being in the face of all of it, it's a different feeling. It's a different energy, a different experience. And that's, you know. We just had a gentleman come over and talk to Jedi John and showed us photos of his Star Wars man cave that took over 40 years to put together. Uh, Props from Empire Strikes Back to figures, collectibles, even custom-built shelves. And uh, just to share that experience... Uh, was just one in a lifetime. And yeah, yeah. I just had a, a couple of 18-year-old kids come by. They were they were asking about the podcast. We were talking to them a little bit. I found out they're Destiny 2 players, and uh, they spent 15 minutes showing me TikTok videos of them killing other people in Crucible, so that was pretty cool. Um, I'll probably end up hooking up with those guys at some point in the next week or so and running some strikes with them or something. Make sure to drop your gamer tag with them. Absolutely, Excellent. I did, yep. So... Uh, so yeah, I mean, you never know what you're gonna get. You know, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, you, you can find him at OK Boomer on Xbox. <laughs> no, no, yeah, everybody knows where they can find me at this point. I'm sure, but uh, but yeah, it's the same deal with a live football game as well. Even if you're watching the third stringers, it's still a lot of fun to see what they can do. And especially when you're talking about some of these third stringers, they're working awfully hard just to keep their job. And you're gonna see you're gonna see real effort and real care. Yeah, last week, for example, a rookie out of Notre Dame, uh, Claypool, had a day for oh, yeah. the Steelers. Four touchdowns. Yeah, that yeah. guy went off. And uh, Eagles fans, you all know, with multiple wide receivers out, you have uh, Fulgram had a heck of a day last week. Yes. And he had the, and he had the, uh, the game-winning catch uh, two weeks ago against San Francisco. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is a perfect opportunity for those rookie players uh, to, to, to get on the field, you know, to take away that time from, you know, people like uh, Juju, who I needed to score touchdowns last week and didn't. But, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Claypool had a great week. Um, yeah. Fulgham had a great week. So if you look at this whole year, I mean, this is the perfect year for a second string or third stringer or like a, even a practice squad player. This is a perfect year for somebody like that that's looking to break out to actually do it. Um, you know, you look at somebody like Victor Cruz several years ago with the Giants. Nobody knew who he was, and then he scored three touchdowns in a preseason game. 
everybody knew who he was. Yeah, he did that touchdown dance. That yeah, the, was yeah. the salsa dancing. Yes. Yeah, the salsa dance. It's such and, a uh, sad thing what happened, yeah, how he injury to end his career. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, we, I mean, we could have the next Victor Cruz this week. For sure. And be somebody we'd never heard of, like Fulgrim or, or, or Claypool. I mean, I nobody mean, knows who Darren Waller, are. too. Yeah. That's an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he, he's out in uh, Vegas, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was kind of interesting, too, this year without any fans. Well, now we're slowly seeing fans coming into the stadiums. You have two brand-new stadiums like uh, SoFi in Los Angeles and then the Las Vegas Stadium as well, too. And you get to see that on TV, and it's just it's not as uh, – the buildup wasn't as great. Yeah, the environment's not the same. Uh, and kind of to that point, I, I was watching uh, college football yesterday, uh, and the big talk was Georgia-Bama. You know, yep. that, was the big, that was a big night game. And uh, watching College Game Day, they were talking about how the SEC defense, the vaulted, you know, SEC defense is trash <laughs> this year. And I and it got me thinking, you know, with the lack of fans, how much the 12th man, you know, if you're an A&M fan, you know, how much the 12th man really gets into, you know, the head of the offense and really benefits the defense. You know, is the SEC defense, has it been as vaulted, you know, or vaunted, vaunted, vaulted, whatever. Uh, has it been as good? I'll back correct you later. Yeah, thanks. Please, please do. Uh, you know, has it been as strong because of the home field advantage? Or, you know, has it been just because they have elite talent? So, you know, to see quite a drop-off, like uh, Alabama and Ole Miss two weeks ago gave up the most combined yardage in SEC history, almost 1,400 yards. So, yeah. I mean, the defense has just really plummeted. And how much, you know, how much of that is attributed to the fact that the offense can run their plays cleanly, they can get their checks in, and all that stuff. So, you know, fan, the lack of fans, I think, has, has had a lot of effect outside of monetary, you know, oh. for, 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 for the league. So. I completely agree. And college football, too, has been such a just arbitrary results in regards like Kentucky beating Tennessee like they did. Oh, they did? Team. Oh, crap, I picked that one wrong. And uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite stats of the day, South Carolina beat Auburn. And that's the first yeah. time they beat them in 87 years. Yeah. Because so South Carolina's been part of the SEC since 92. And I guess the last time they won was in 1933. Jeez. So. It's amazing. Fun fact for the day. Yeah, that's amazing. But you're right. I mean, it, I think crowd noise makes a big, big difference. Because I remember when the, the Indianapolis Colts opened Lucas Oil Stadium, they designed the acoustics to favor crowd noise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember, you know, back when the Patriots and the Colts had the big rivalry because of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, you know, Sports Illustrated and all those that have all the articles about, you know, this is what the Patriots are doing to get around this crowd noise, going to a silent count, going to, you know, silent play calling and things like that to try to get around it. And you don't have that problem at this point. You can just go have a conversation. Okay, this will work. Let's go. And uh, everybody's on the same page. Everybody knows what's going on. There's no confusion. Mm-hmm. Just move. Well, and even home teams can do, or uh, sorry, away teams, they can do hard counts and get and get home teams that, mm-hmm. again, would otherwise never hear it. You know, you you've got Patrick Mahomes going into into uh, uh, where do you go? Uh, Buffalo. There, uh, Buffalo. Or t- it was a couple weeks ago. I can't, or maybe it was Tennessee. The Raiders. Yeah, that was it. Thanks. And the Raiders, the Raiders, and, and doing hard counts and getting and getting Raider players to jump off sides where yeah. again normally they would never have to worry about that. So it's just a new dynamic uh, to go along with everything else that that sports is having to deal with. 
Yeah, making everybody play differently mm-hmm. and uh, be a little more creative with how they, you know, how they handle things and stuff like that. Yeah, I so. know one thing with the English Premier League, that's starting back up. Uh, I enjoyed kind of watching Liverpool. Uh, I know some of the fans of the show and as well as fellow Patreon members and mm-hmm. presenters are into English Premier League itself. So we, we tied against Everton over the weekend. I wasn't up for 5.30 in the morning for that match, but I was happy to split because Everton's a... Good mercy side derby. Yeah. I got to be honest, I don't know enough about English Premier League to really talk about it with any authority. But uh, I do like to watch soccer. My eight-year-old plays soccer. Um, and he's actually, you know, actually works hard at it and does a pretty good job as compared to some of the other kids that play. You know, everybody's got their own reasons for, you know, for youth sports and stuff like that. But I'm glad to see at least my son's taking it seriously. It is definitely fun to watch when you've got kids that really want to play. Oh yeah, and f- forward, uh, defender, what, what, what position? Well, right at this point, they just kind of or is it alternate wherever. Is it okay, it's a little bit of herd ball. Um, you know, he he does much better in the forward position than he does like when they put him in goal. It's kind of, you know, I keep yelling at him, get in the box, because he'll he'll just <laughs> run out and do whatever he wants, and I can't blame him, you know, but uh, he doesn't know the difference at this point. So. It's like playing t-ball. My nephew's just sitting down on the ground in the outfield. Just picking his nose and looking at grass. It's like, yep. Hey, Henry, is that Kentucky bluegrass? Yeah, he yeah, exactly, blue. exactly. <laughs> Pull that up. What, what does it smell like? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was nice as I remember when I was a kid. I got introduced. Like, you know, you're playing soccer. We had ice hockey in Ohio. We uh-huh. played. Started at five years old with that, and then football and baseball or t-ball, yeah. of course. And a nice. It's nice to see you kind of grow into what sport you will be. Well, first, hockey costs way too much, so mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of four. I got thrown into a less, <laughs> more, more cost-efficient sport. Right. But, but let's see what you grow with and continue on with down the line. Logan told us recently he wants to stop playing soccer so that he can take ice skating lessons and play hockey. It's like, oh, that, that, that's cool. Yeah, we can, we can do that. He's going to find a second job and, yeah. you know. You might have to sell your smoker and barbecue yeah. equipment. Yeah, you be careful. You be careful there. So. Some things are off limits. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't touch but, the uh, smoker. Hey, since, since you just shook me to death here, let's uh, let's move to a positive note here. So right. we're, we're at a con, and there's a lot going on here, a lot of cool stuff happening, a lot of cool stuff for sale. Um, you guys picked up anything today? Yeah, so I uh, was looking around, and of course, thanks to Jedi John for setting us up right next to a Lego booth. Uh, as myself, a Lego collector, get to see some, get to see some original Legos as well as some customs, and uh, actually found uh, the whole seven set of the boys, uh, all the superheroes awesome. from there. Homelander looks pretty legit in a little minifig form. Found Joe Exotic and uh, <laughs> Hulkamania, and uh, realize it's. It's a collectible, not so much. It's more or less a pop culture talking point. Right. And um, I got to see the comics, as we were alluding to earlier, how just different universes are on display, and there's stuff from generation to generation. So there's just so much to delve into, and took a good experience of learning that. But, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm quite proud of myself. I have not purchased anything yet my wife would be very pleased to hear that the restraint is remarkable it's it's tough i you know i've similar to uh tk i i myself do collect lego um uh you know trying to trying to get uh 
uh, you know, minifigures, sets, etc. There's a, there's a couple vendors that have some uh, some of the hard to find sets that have recently released, like the uh, NES system, which looks really good. But I'm almost 100% certain if I walk home or show up at home with any new Lego, my wife will be upset. So uh, you can it, store it at my house, I, right? Yeah, I, I need I need an overnight storage. Uh, that, place. ladies and gentlemen, is teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so so right, yeah right now uh, I mean that there's still a few hours left. Um, it's not to say I couldn't mill about and find something that I don't need and buy it, uh, but right now I am uh, I am purchaseless. So. Awesome, awesome. Well, I took a walk around a little bit earlier and uh, actually came across. I, I wasn't really you know I was just kind of perusing or whatever, and uh, a gentleman stopped me. and said, "Hey, you know I I, I wrote a uh, I wrote a comic of my own. Would you like to hear about it?" And uh, of course, I'm going to say yes because that's you know that's fascinating, and I know that uh, that Brandon is also writing his own comic book as well. So uh, this gentleman um, is from Illuminatus Comics. He says that uh, it's uh, self-published. The name of the comic is called "Take Your Kid to Work Day," and um, the way he described it to me is that he's um, the main character of this comic is a child from a home that has been recently hit with divorce. And he's he's working through his own emotions, and his father, who is a psychiatrist, takes him to take your kid to work day, and hooks him up to some equipment to try to do some uh, analysis on him, and it backfires and causes this kid and his dad to have to fight all of his demons, which are all centered around the uh, the emotions that the the child is feeling in regards to his parents splitting up. What an amazing concept! Yeah, so it, it's really interesting, and I think uh, I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, I I don't have any personal experience with that, um, you know, with this the subject matter, thankfully. But uh, I know a lot of people do, and I know a lot of kids struggle with how to cope with that. So seeing a uh, seeing a point of view in this could be you know could be really refreshing. Once I. Uh, once I have a read and everything, if I can find this guy on Twitter, I'll throw it up on the social so that everybody else can check it out. Yeah. Um, but definitely looking forward to going through the pages on that. The artwork looks really cool. The kid's got a... Yeah, the cover page looks legit. He's, he's yeah. got like a, a... It almost looks like a Link's sword from Zelda, only, yeah. only supersized. Only gigantic. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Ness and uh, Super Mario Smash Brothers. Yeah. Right. Holding Link's sword. Right, right. That was my favorite character, by the way. <laughs> so, hey, intern Justin... Lean yourself in. Why don't you tell everybody what you found here at the con? All right. Uh, what, what are your purchases today? Uh, so I've, I've gotten a few things today. I've, uh, let's just say I've, I've had to pull myself away from buying a lot. Thank you. <laughs> That'll happen. I appreciate that very much. But uh, I, picked, I picked myself up uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, Complete Edition. Uh, I got it for a steal, at least I think. Uh, it's in great condition. I can't wait to go home and start reading it tonight. Uh, also, a crap ton of Lego figures for the kids. Uh, whenever we start building Legos here, whenever we're, you know, as soon as I get home tonight, I'm sure my little guy is going to be like, let's build, let's build. <laughs> let's do it too, brother. Now I got all kinds of new figures. And uh, uh, I actually bought uh, one of the uh, Funko Pops that John doesn't have. <laughs> Did you open it? I didn't open it, I'm, but, <laughs> but I'm going to. It's 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 for uh, the lovely lady Katie, and uh, it's a 
the child, Baby Yoda. Ah, uh, yes. So. And it looks like our man Jedi John just walked back up to the booth, and he's got a Funko Pop in a bag. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> bought some. Right now. He's, he's, and now he's talking to his wife, and he's, he's shrugging. Trying expl- he's trying to explain it to, and, to and Olivia. she's got her hands on her <laughs> hips, and I'm just going to let this play out. We're not going to try to pull him over to the microphone right now. <laughs> Sounds like he'll be sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> I hope that couch Dog is comfortable. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that, uh, that's all for this segment from the con. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, TK, Special K, thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. It's been a pleasure today. Thank it's you. It's been great. Thanks all for having All right. Me. Thank you very much, guys. And we're coming right back from a break. Uh, it looks like uh, things are starting to slow down a little bit over here at the Quad Con. Um, hey, what, uh, how are you feeling about it so far? Yeah, this is TK. I'm here with uh, intern Justin. They're still calling you that? Uh, yeah, we haven't right. come up with a good catchphrase or name for me yet. So. Working title. <laughs> John is currently knee-deep in some pops. Uh, his wife is giving him the stink eye, so coming to a couch near you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you can be in the doghouse for a couple yeah. of days, I'm sure. <laughs> Laser Eric had to put a nice little brisket on. The grill. Yeah, he had to. He had to get going. He's got. He's got dad stuff to do, which we all have to understand. Yeah, and uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, it's, this the quad con's gone from ten to four today, and we're wrapping up the, the back nine in a sense. Yeah, it it uh, it was going real strong there for a while, and it's over the past you know maybe half hour, forty five minutes. It has seen a steady decline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is fine. And sorry for all the background noise. Apparently, indoor rec league of volleyball is breaking out. Volleyball and soccer. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Let's go take bets on that game. <laughs> so quick to get kicked out of that. <laughs> I was telling you earlier, there was this powerhouse of a little girl just spiking balls down on these little kids. Oh, probably like polar birth certificates. Like I am twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be overaged. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It's such a nice venue too. Uh, be here with it's an old american rail car company uh warehouse yeah and i had no idea this place even existed before today so yeah most of the time you start at the south end of main street st charles and end up blacking out by the time you get to the north side and then you don't see <laughs> yeah. this beautiful architecture here so every time yeah it's uh <laughs> everything's so spread out especially uh with the st charles county health board yeah mandating mask and uh, oh, yeah. social distancing and all that fine stuff i mean a great opportunity uh, for myself as a Patreon, being on the show and introduced to uh, all the walk-ups that we've seen, and the guests, and oh uh, yeah, I think we've turned a couple people on to the to the cast uh, just in the past couple hours. I mean, yeah, we're, we're gonna hit some hits, I think. Uh, one thing we're looking forward to, we alluded to earlier in the episode, was uh, the giveaway, uh, selling the farm and guess uh, some Lego sets. There was a North American exclusive uh, Lego Bespin dual set that. Uh, was supposed to be at Star Wars Celebration that Jedi John, myself, and Special K were going to attend this year in August in Anaheim. Got pushed up back to 2022. And uh, some other fun little Clone Wars Legos and Mandalorian Lego sets you I, can win. I can't stop looking at the Lego uh, tables across the, across the way from us. It's There's everything. Everything. If you like something, there's a Lego figurine of it right across from me. And I can't stop staring. Oh, yeah. What's so great about it, too, is they're priced for the parents to buy them for the children. Yeah. I mean, 
as myself as a collector, it's spend twenty dollars or fifty dollars on a fig, or I have a mini figure. It's like six hundred bucks. It's insane <laughs> to say the least. But for Lego, supposed to be played with, and you have Marvel, DC, any pop culture, Disney, or Star Trek, Star Wars, yeah. John Wick. Yeah, there's I mean, literally. It's hard to find something that you couldn't enjoy over there on that table. I mean, if, if you have a child that wants to go have John Wick fight against Joe Exotic, that's a reality you can create at that <laughs> yeah. Lego table. I was going to say, you picked up a Joe Exotic, didn't you? Yes, sir. It, <laughs> what's funny is the accessories, there was a tiger, and of course there was a pistol. Um, unfortunately, I did not get Carol Baskins. Uh, I have to come back next year for that. <laughs> she might not. She might not get made into a figurine. That's true. Her <laughs> but, uh, husband... That's a chase. Oh, yeah. Ooh, it looks like we're uh, starting the raffle here on our end. Yeah. Well, the first set looks like it's getting raffled off is the 501st Battle Pack. And now Jedi John in his five foot two stature is reaching for the next ticket. I don't know. He's taller than me, and I'm only 5'7". <laughs> oh, that's true. I'm the shortest <laughs> and the youngest. Leave me be. <laughs> ah, and that's why they call you intern. Yeah. Nobody really sees me. Yeah. All right. And now for the big reveal, Bestman dual set. All right. Do we have names and numbers? Yeah. Hey, Jedi John, come tell us who won all the wonderful giveaways. All right. As he comes across from the state, <laughs> he's crossing county lines right now to give us the winners. <laughs> Oh, actually, no. All right, hold on one second, Jedi John. It's not a true podcast if you're not drinking. So what do you have in front of you today? We got Budweiser. Oh, let's oh we got to turn. turn me on. We, intern John with the – or intern just the – I was going to say, we got to turn <laughs> Intern everybody because we're awesome with hey, this. Hey, I'm here now. Great. So I'm, I've got a Budweiser. It's uh, pretty awesome. So our uh, – Barbarian our, lager. Our, our grand prize winner was the Bestman dual set, Andrew uh, Matler. Yeah, that's uh, won that and then Zach Williams won our uh, was it the 501st Battle Pack? 75280 501st Battle Pack 501st Battle Pack and then Alicia Stanick won our Mandalorian Battle Pack and there you go and those are our three winners today so thank you for everyone coming out and uh, supporting the podcast we really appreciate it yeah thank you so much Jedi John for telling us who went one I I know for me I'll have to take less Legos home with me which is always a winner there I'm actually going home with more Legos this time. Uh, I have happened to, you know, do my rounds around this place, and uh, it's, it's been tough not buying everything I want. I know. I, I see that, and I was walking over Pops, and there's guys that are actually taking Pops and putting metallic coating over them and making their own customs. Holy and I'm crap. just like, I'm such a noob in regards to the collecting world. Like, I, I love Conan O'Brien, and he had his whole series of Pops, and I just, <laughs> I just wanted to you grab one. And um, to see that and, like, yeah, I will display this, but, but your craftsmanship is not worth my, my dollar. <laughs> like, I want this to go to a, a home that will is more suitable than my, my own abode. I just wanted to have a bank account after it was all said and done, so trying to be, uh, trying to be responsible. It's oh. tough. It's tough in a place like this because there's so much for everything that 
you know, no matter what you're into, it's here. You're going to find it. Thank goodness they don't have layaway. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we pull a Kmart and set up a layaway program? Yeah, I think all the Patreons <laughs> would have to fund a uh, storage unit for all of us to sleep on <laughs> and after this. <laughs> yeah. One so. of the uh, – so I know we're starting off or we'll – We've already pulled out winners for the raffle. I want to know who's taking home that Iron Man helmet. Oh, yes. I, we, we've had it in front of us displaying on our table the whole day. and uh, It's taken every ounce of my willpower not to open it and put it on. Well, all you Tony do Star. just take the wallet out of your pocket and sell it. And <laughs> just buy. Yeah. drop that credit card down, huh? Yeah, you might be able to negotiate. <laughs> we know a guy, right? We, we he do was just know. on the podcast. I was going to say, we do know a guy, but I don't think he'd be willing to get, cut us any deals or anything. Yeah. It, it's kind of amazing. Kudos to Jedi John for the amount of stuff he has for sale just watching this and the Tupperware and the storage and just seeing it slowly dwindle off the shelves. I mean, before you guys got here, me and him were just like moving like crazy, just trying to get everything out of the boxes and put it on the table, get everything organized. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> it was it was crazy, and as we we've seen across across the way with the Legos, I mean, pops at least everything's in a box. So the Black Series and the Kenner toys and everything, everything's in a box and it's really easy to organize. Where Legos are just kind of free for all. I've I've taken a lot of pictures over uh, the course of the day of the whole Lego scene that's in front of us. They're all going to go up on social media sooner or later, but. It's pretty intense, like just the amount of detail and everything that goes into all this. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. And as myself as a collector, I'm actually in the process of building a five foot long, uh, it's about three, five foot by three and a half foot uh, Lego fig display of all Lego Star Wars. And Oh, like like a big old, like, kind yeah, of like, like area uh, kind of thing? Uh, a wooden shelf, yeah, where we'll have awesome. different layers of uh, scenes like First Order or Clone Wars. And uh, it was really fun. It's got to design it. And my sister, who <laughs> has an MFA in fine art, is, uh, yeah. There you go. Spent that degree on Peyton Me Star Wars Lego. Hey, there yeah, you go. No. Uh, they have that custom and then do lighting in it, too. That's so awesome. It's definitely a labor of love. And uh, to when you're balling on a budget, it's <laughs> nice to know people. I don't know if I'd call it balling. Um, Falling on a budget. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to come up with some good answers for why I spent money, like I did here today. It's for the children, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> I saved so many kids from going to orphanages. Yes. <laughs> I saved us for our Wi-Fi bill for the month. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to play Candy Crush. Yeah, kids aren't playing Candy Crush. They're playing Fortnite. Yeah. Showing my age here. Uh, uh, my son. He's four years old. Apparently better than me at Fortnite, and that's all he ever wants to talk about. <laughs> Taking it away. Shutting it down. Is he dabbing on you yet, doing the Fortnite dances? He does the floss more than anything. That, see, that's crazy. My, my two <laughs> nephews know the floss like it's uh, <laughs> American history. They're, like, really good at it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm over here like, I got two left feet. <laughs> I can't yeah. do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know how to... <laughs> I know how to balance a bank account. What can you do? Yeah. Well, shit. When's the last time you balanced a checkbook, you son of a bitch? And now we're after hours. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to cut those out. Yeah. Or at least bleep them or something. Yeah. That's B. That's for you for editing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Since you couldn't be here, now you got to do extra work. 
Yeah, so Justin, why aren't two of the most prolific members of the show not here today? Well, uh, Mr. B, Brandon, and uh, Production Matt are at a wedding. So, you know, obviously that means more. No, I'm just kidding. Sunday wedding during COVID. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, they they had other engagements they had to jump into, so. Yeah, and their presence is... Sorely missed. Truly missed. I, I had a wedding last week, uh, not mine. I uh, showed up for it, though. Uh, Innsbruck, and uh, it was nice to be outside, Yeah. especially with the weather. Who would have thought it would be 85 degrees in October, but then again, <laughs> El Nino, COVID, whatever we're calling 2020, uh, <laughs> such is life. But we you don't went, know what's coming down the pike. No, no. It was uh, got to harvest some nice bush corn cans, yeah. the aluminums. Harvested a lot of those at the wedding, and then uh, come Sunday, my wife <laughs> made it known I'm not 21 anymore. Yeah. So. Are you hungover? <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's uh, do some packing and crocheting. <laughs> you need some aspirin? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just want to watch some football. No, you're going to pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't get to ch- chillax. Yeah. Well, guys, it seems like we're kind of coming up to uh, wrapping up this whole shindig today. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much for allowing myself, TK31788, and our fellow Patreon special K to join the show today. Oh, yeah. You guys uh, are always welcome. Yeah, we've had so much fun and uh, always wanted to say this, but I think it's time to hit the dusty trail. Uh, <laughs> hit the old dusty trail. dusty trail, you know, back to Valley Park where I'm at. Um, <laughs> I know these nice Golden Light provided by Michelob has been my beer of choice today. I was going to say, it was pretty cool that the uh, venue here decided to serve some some beers. Yeah, Sally didn't work to Jedi John's advantage. <laughs> they, cu- they cut them off after eight, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, we want to thank you guys again for listening in to us. Uh, this experience right here has been awesome for me. I can't wait to do more of it. It was so fun. Uh, I hope John sells all his stuff, and I know his wife wants the same thing. She's smiling at you right now. <laughs> but uh, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna call it for this cast all together. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, share, tell everybody you know about us. I agree. And as a Patreon producer level, please. Join Patreon. It's awesome. The after-hour shows and all the YouTube stuff's awesome. That's totally worth it. And you get, like, one-liners that you'll never hear on a normal <laughs> podcast. I know for myself, TK31788, Special K, and, of course, the original Patreon, Keith Jefferson, producer level. It's been pretty awesome. And I do like knowing the last Patreon producer level personally. Having that joke with the porno name has probably been the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Rob Ryan, here's to you, brother. Here's to you, brother. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and call it. Thanks for listening, and uh, tell everybody you know about us. We'll see you later.